Bill O'Reilly here. Thursday, July 1st, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. Seizures of narcotics spike at the southern border. Bill Cosby's sex assault conviction overturned. Writer from the New York Times says Vice President Harris should be given easier tasks. Donald Rumsfeld, dead at 88. New study reveals which city has the worst traffic in the USA. Also ahead, is Ms. Harris being treated unfairly? But first, federal agents at the southern border seizing a record amount of deadly narcotics, including fentanyl, which can kill you easily. Authorities in El Paso have already confiscated 41 pounds of fentanyl so far this year, up from 9 pounds last year, a 355% increase. The reason, as I've reported, President Biden's open border policy means that there are fewer drug interdiction agents, and so the cartels are sending a massive amount of narcotics into this country. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania overturning the sexual assault conviction of comedian Bill Cosby. The 83-year-old actor was sentenced to a maximum 10 years for drugging and molesting a woman at his home. The court tossed the case after finding an agreement with a previous prosecutor that violated Mr. Cosby's rights. In all, Bill Cosby served about three years. He's out now. New York Times columnist Ezra Klein defending Kamala Harris's botched handling of the southern border and other things, saying President Biden is giving his vice president, quote, impossible problems. Since taking office, Mr. Biden has tasked Ms. Harris with solving the immigration crisis as well as protecting voting rights. More on this in my message of the day. Former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld passing away. He was 88, Pentagon chief best known for his leading role in the invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq under President Bush the Younger. A report from USA Today ranks the worst cities for traffic. For the first time, Los Angeles taking second place. New York, now officially the worst city for motorists. I can attest to that. We waste here in New York 100 hours stuck in traffic. You might want to consider living in Wichita, Kansas. There, in the entire year, folks spend 30 minutes in traffic. Wow. In a moment, is Joe Biden treating Kamala Harris unfairly. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD 
to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Vice President Kamala Harris under fire. As you'll remember, President Biden put her in charge of the southern border after he, Joe Biden, screwed things up. Ms. Harris didn't like that very much and became passive aggressive, refusing to visit the southern border until she was ordered down there last week. She stayed about four hours and then split for her Los Angeles home. Now, writing in the New York Times, Fordham University professor Christina Greer said, quote, Ms. Harris at this point can't seem to win for trying. She is a historic yet inexperienced vice president who is taking on work that can easily backfire as so many people sit in judgment with critics sniping and allies spinning about her lack of success. All the while, the clock is ticking. Most political observers think that if Mr. Biden decides not to run for re-election in 2024, Ms. Harris most definitely will. No one has been able to solve the complicated issue of immigration and undocumented immigrants coming to the USA. So, Ms. Greer believes Joe Biden is setting a trap for Kamala Harris. Now, I have reported for more than a year, that President Biden does not like his vice president. And that goes back to the debate in the Democratic primary when Kamala Harris pretty much accused Joe Biden of being a racist. You'll remember that little girl was me sitting on the bus during the desegregation era when Biden was against school desegregation. So now it may be payback time. There's also an article in Politico, a left-leaning website, that says Kamala Harris's staff doesn't like the way it's being treated. That's a leak. And there are very, very few leaks in the Biden administration, as you may have noticed. So right now, we are dealing with a situation where there's unspoken tension, I think, between Biden and Harris. Ezra Klein is a columnist in the New York Times, an ardent liberal Democrat, and he says, quote, Kamala Harris will probably be the Democratic nominee in 24 or 28. Biden's team should be giving her portfolios that make it likelier she will win. Instead, they're giving her impossible problems that will likely become liabilities, unquote, from the very partisan Ezra Klein in the very partisan New York Times. I think what's going on here is that Mr. Biden, and he's passive aggressive as well, doesn't like Ms. Harris and is looking for ways to denigrate her so someone else in the party will take his place. Mr. Biden will be 81 in 2024. He says he wants to run again, and I believe he does want that. But at this point, his presidency is going downhill fast, and he may not have that option, which throws open a primary, a Democratic primary, next time around. And believe me, Joe Biden will not be voting for Kamala Harris. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. 
And please check out Killing the Mob, my new book, Eight Weeks at number one. Thank you all. In a moment, something you might not know. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 1863, the largest military conflict ever in North America began on a rural field in southern Pennsylvania. The epic battle would last three days and become the most important fight in U.S. history, the Battle of Gettysburg. Two months earlier, Robert E. Lee and his Confederate Army of Northern Virginia enjoyed a series of victories over the Union. Lee made plans for an invasion of the North, hoping to take pressure off war-weary Virginia and other southern states. His army of 80,000 rebels began moving on June 3rd. Union General George Meade took command of the Army of the Potomac as Lee moved into Pennsylvania. On the morning of July 1st, advance units of both forces came into contact just outside of Gettysburg. The sound of battle attracted other units, and by noon, the conflict was fully intensifying. On July 3rd, Lee tried one last time to break the Union lines. He ordered Pickett, a general, to charge. That's Pickett's charge. It was a desperate maneuver that will go down as one of the worst military decisions of the entire Civil War, as thousands of rebels were cut down by Union gunfire. Both armies did hold their positions until the night of July 4th, when General Lee withdrew. Gettysburg was the turning point of the Civil War. Each side suffered 25,000 casualties in less than 72 hours. In November 1863, President Lincoln visited the site to consecrate a new national cemetery delivering his famous Gettysburg Address. Lee would finally surrender to U.S. Grant less than two years later. In its totality, the Civil War was fought in 10,000 places, from Vermont to Arizona, claiming the lives of 700,000 Americans. For more incredible stories about the brutal struggle to save the Union, please check out my book, Killing Lincoln. It has sold more than 3 million copies. Back after this. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always 
looking out for you.